Let's go to the phone lines now. Uh, this is the guy I really want to talk to the most about this hiring. Bruce Feldman, Sports Illustrated and Fox Sports. Bruce uh, posted a story earlier. You can follow Bruce on Twitter, at Bruce Feldman CFB. And he wrote just some excellent material earlier this morning on the crystal ball hiring at the University of Oregon and what it means for the program. We're going to be discussing that right now with uh, Bruce Feldman. Bruce, uh, good morning, and thanks for taking the time to join us here on 102.9750 The Game. Uh, your first reaction to Mario Cristobal's hiring by the University of Oregon, what was it? Uh, you know, it's been an interesting ride. I mean, I'll be honest. I've known Mario and I went to college together in Miami 20-plus years ago. So, um, you know, just knowing what he took over at, at FIU and how awful that situation was, and then he got him to a bowl, and then there was a, basically a power struggle with his, with his AD, who's you know, it was just kind of like a head scratch for that. They pulled the plug. And then he bounced around. You know, I think he was trying to be choosy about what jobs he could take. And, you know, he obviously worked for Nick Saban. And then he came out here, out to the West Coast to go work for Willie and was intrigued by it. And when I visited him, we had Oregon, Nebraska early in the season. So I got to have dinner with him and his family. And it seemed like they really liked it out there. He has young kids. And the things I'll tell you about him is, and I'm not, this is really not her, her hyperbole, but it's going to sound like this. I don't think there's a better recruiter in all of college football. I mean, he is a charismatic, high, high, high energy guy. Um, and he was a big big key piece in how Greg Schiano turned Rutgers from a doormat to respectable. And I just, you know, I've been around him a lot. I just think he, he, you know, in that front, he makes a lot of sense. Now, it's going to be critical to see what kind of staff he puts together, you know. Um, Willie had a really good staff, and I would imagine a bunch of those guys, I would not be surprised if they ended up, you know, in at Florida State with him. But we'll see, you know. Um, that remains to be seen. I'm sure that's a big part of Mario's recruiting is going to be keeping some of these guys. But, um just in terms of that, you know, I was kind of like, whoa, because I knew Kevin Sumlin was a factor in this coaching search, and I knew that that Brian Harson has a really good record at Boise State, uh, and possibly Jeff Tedford could have been in the mix, you know. And um, but for people who don't know Mario, I mean, you know, no one is going to outwork him, and that's uh, that is the truth. That's not that's not just idle talk. You know, Bruce, uh, there's a lot of kind of discussion going on about what Duck fans can expect from Mario Cristobal's personality as a head coach, but you know him personally. What's his personality like behind the scenes? What can you kind of uh, paint a picture for for Duck fans on what Mario is like? He's a fiery, fiery, intense guy. He's a big family guy. I mean, I see that, you know, uh, having been around his wife and kids, you know, not just at Oregon this past, you know, September, but also back when they were at Alabama. You know, he's a big loyalty guy. I'm sure you guys probably have heard this story about he like he almost ended up in the Secret Service because at one point he was thinking about that, but he, you know, has really believed in coaching. And I'll tell you this, like, just the Miami connection, like a couple of his former players, Eric Winston, who's been in the NFL for probably a dozen years now, um, played for Mario when he was at Miami. In, in the early 2000s, and it was just like he was texting me a lot yesterday going, has he really got a real good shot at this? And so there was a lot of guys who were excited about it because, you know, he is a, 
he is a, a grassroots guy. I mean, he's been really good about that. I mean, this is Mario. Like, when Miami had terrible facilities, I remember his feeling was, hey, if kids don't want to come here because they're going to get swayed by some of that, um, then they don't need to be here. Then we don't want those kids. Now, obviously, he's at Oregon where the facilities are awesome. But in terms of having the edge, um, Mario Cristobal won't have a soft football team. I, that I can promise you. Will they, will they you know, overtake Chris Peterson and David Shaw in the Pac-12 North? I mean, that's not going to be easy. But I'll say this, and this is a credit not just to Willie, but it's also to, to Coach Helfrich. There's a lot of really good young talent in that program. I mean, it's not just Justin Herbert. It's, you know, I don't know, what do they start, a dozen freshmen and sophomores? So, I mean, Mario inherits a much better situation than he, than he did, uh, than, than, than he certainly did at FIU. Obviously, that was abysmal. But I think he inherits a really good situation here. So, of all the jobs that I think he had been potentially in the mix for over the years, um, you know, this is for, fortunate for him that he's, you know, it's a good, good timing event as well. Bruce Feldman, Sports Illustrated and Fox Sports, joining us here on 102.9750 The Game. Uh, Bruce, what do you think Mario's most important task will be in terms of filling out his assistant staff, uh, given the fluidity with Taggart's recent departure and given the fact that Jim Levitt has done one hell of a job as his defensive coordinator and Duck fans are wary that Levitt will leave? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it'll be important to see if he can keep Marcus Arroyo there. I mean, Marcus is a really good coach. He's also a really, really good recruiter. I mean, I found that out. We did an Oklahoma State game earlier this year, and Mike Gundy talked about the impact he had in Stillwater. So uh, I think Marcus would be a big, would be a key also. I mean, you want to keep your coordinators. I don't think it's going to be easy to keep to keep Jim Levitt there, but if he can do that, obviously that'd be a huge coup because because Levitt did great, not just in, in Eugene this year, but I mean, what he did at, at CU was pretty remarkable. Um, but I also think keeping keeping Marcus around, you know, with Justin and, and keeping some of that in play, I think it'd be very, very critical if he can pull that off. The fact that Justin Herbert is going to be on his third head coach in, in three years, um, what, what does that mean for him? I mean, he, he obviously here in, in Duck Nation, everybody's familiar with the talent that Justin Herbert has, but he doesn't seem to get the national attention that a lot of other quarterbacks across the country get. So as Herbert goes into his junior season, uh, is there any concern about the fact that he's now going to have a third head coach in three years? Well, I'll preface it by saying this. Uh, the guy who most people think is the top NFL quarterback prospect in the country Josh Rosen, he's had three different quarterback coaches and three different OCs in his three years. And if he chooses to stay at UCLA, it'll be four and four years. So, you know, I think the NFL people will know that. I think in Justin's case, you know, his development is keep coming and coming. And, and I think if he was not hurt for half the year, I think much more people outside of the West Coast would know. I mean, our crew, myself, Brady Quinn, and Joe Davis – you know, we were blown away by by Justin and what we saw and what we heard from Willie and that staff. And I think just as he matures and gets more comfortable and more assertive, as a, you know, does some of those things that I think will, will will keep coming as he as he gets older. And I don't think a lot of those things are physical. I just think those are a lot of things that just um, sometimes when you talk about maturity. You know, it's like kind of a euphemism for a kid does stupid stuff off the field or he doesn't have the great work ethic or whatever. 
in Justin's case, I don't, I don't think that's it at all. That's obviously not an issue. I mean, the kid's brilliant in school, and everybody loves him, and he does the work. I just think it's just in terms of just as he becomes more assertive and does and just kind of gets more acclimated. And because, you know, you're thrown into the deep end of the pool as a freshman and sophomore, especially under the circumstances he took over. And so I think that'll just keep getting better and better. Like, I'll be, I'll be stunned if, if people aren't talking about Justin Herbert, you know, when he eventually leaves – Oregon as a, as a first-round pick. I mean, there's nothing he doesn't have. I mean, he's got great size. He's really athletic. He's very accurate. He throws well on the run. He works hard and he's smart. I mean, you know, if the NFL doesn't love that, I don't know what they're looking for. <laughs> Indeed. And, Bruce, there's a lot of optimism already about the Ducks for next season because it's a very soft non-conference schedule. Um, you know, people don't want to necessarily call them cupcakes, but we're, we're honest here. It's a cupcake September with home games with Bowling Green, Portland State, San Jose State, and then it kind of eases the Ducks into their uh, conference schedule. They'll get to host Washington off a of bye week next fall as well. And, you know, even without knowing that, it, it seems like – this team could be a sneaky national contender next year. Uh, the Willie Taggart situation this week kind of put a wrench in that. But now that the head coach position has been filled with Mario Cristobal, do you think the Ducks could be one of those sneaky national contenders, possibly for New Year Six or, dare we say, at a playoff? Or are we getting a little too ahead of ourselves? I think we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves. I mean, it's still <laughs> one set. You know, it's a team that's only won 11 games the past two years combined. So I wouldn't go that far with it. But they're intriguing because of all the young talent, certainly because of Justin. But, you know, last I checked, Chris, Chris Peterson still works in, in Seattle, Washington, and David Shaw still coaches uh, at Stanford. And those, those two guys are going to have quarterbacks back, and they're going to have a lot of talent back. Uh, and Mike Leach is doing well at, at Washington State. So, I mean, it's a formidable challenge and, and just in that side never mind that if Sam Darnold does in fact decide to stay I mean I think if he stays I think USC will be more talented this year than they were next year than they were this year just because they had kind of a patchwork offensive line and young wide receivers so um, you know do I think that Oregon should be in the preseason top 25 absolutely do I think that they're ready to make a run you know to be a trendy pick to make it to the playoff I think that's 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 going probably way too far. Fair, fair enough. Um, I will, uh, I will ask you though. Now that every Power Five job has been filled with this Cristobal hire, kind of where do you sense the Pac-12 in terms of the landscape in college football? Given the fact that yes, I mean David Shaw and Chris Peterson are still bedrocks, and they're still doing really well at Washington and Stanford. Mike Leach seems to have a little bit of an odd situation in Pullman, given the fact that he was talking to Tennessee. Uh, you've got UCLA hiring Chip Kelly uh, and everything else, Herm Edwards at Arizona State. So what does this mean for a Pac-12 conference that was left out of the college football playoff this year and many people would say underachieved? Well, I think the Pac-12 got much more interesting, you know, with Chip Kelly coming back. And I think that was a huge win for the conference, uh, to me, he's the biggest home run hire that is out there um, of this mix. Just because you're talking about an innovative coach, not just not just scheme wise, but all the stuff he did in you know in, in in sports performance and development. And UCLA people are fired up in a way that they have not been since I you know I've lived out here for almost 20 years. 
and I've never seen it like this. It's not to say Jim Moore didn't do a pretty good job and you know, beat USC a bunch of times in a row for a while, but I think that's a difference maker. And, you know, looking at it as a whole, I mean, you know, with Mike Leach, it's always going to be a weird deal because Mike's, a, you know, and I say this somewhat, you know, affectionately, Mike's a weird guy, you know, and so that is always going to be the way it is. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, he's still there. And I think that, you know, we'll see who they hire as an AD. I think that, the, you know, there's some stuff that has to be sorted out and smoothed over. But, you know, he, he lost his AD before Bill Moose, who had obviously people, people out there really know a lot about. Moose was a great AD, especially for Leach. And now he's in Nebraska. So I think that, you know, there's going to be some, some challenges there in Pullman. But considering that they were like, you know, one game away from, from winning the Pac-12 North, um, it shows you how far they've come, considering they think they'd only won nine games combined in the previous four years before Leach showed up. Bruce, thanks so much for taking the time on a short notice on a busy day. We really appreciate it and the insights that you have on Mario Cristobal. I mean, having personally known him since college, I mean, that couldn't have had on anyone better to, to talk about uh, Mario. Is, has, last thing for you, has he changed any since, uh, since college, since when you knew him at Miami? Uh, no, I think he's a, he's a little more low-key. You know, just, I mean, you know, maybe he's lost 15 pounds because he was an offensive lineman, you know, but, I mean, he is... You know, he is that guy where he's just very, um, you know, I I think people will see. I mean, he's as good a recruiter, and you're going to, like, you see, when the players had that groundswell of support yesterday or last night, that didn't surprise me because, you know, he just when you have a guy who is such a good recruiter and, and relates so well to players and there's a certain charisma there, I mean, it gets people on board, and so... Um, I think that'll play well. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're going to win championships there or get to the level they had under Chip, because that's a, that's a you know that's not going to be easy. But I think for people who don't know much about him, I would just say um, you have no idea how bad it, you know what he did at the school he first was a head coach at, and I think he's grown a lot from his time under Nick Saban, uh, especially, and learned a lot from that that time. That's. That experience, I think, helped him and will help him as he goes forward with this with this situation. Follow Bruce on Twitter at Bruce Feldman CFB, and uh, we also tweeted out a link at one zero two nine the game to his piece on Mario Cristobal. Uh, Bruce, thanks so much for taking the time, sir. Really appreciate it. You got it. Good to be on with you. Thanks. Absolutely. That is Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and Sports Illustrated. We'll go away. Come back top of the hour. Your reaction continuing 503-417-7575. Mario Cristobal, the next head coach of Oregon Duck football, replacing Willie Tagger. There is an added piece to the Willie Tagger era now, and it comes in the form of one of his assistant coaches. He's going to be the next face in Eugene. More of your reaction coming up next. Judah Newby here with you. 1029-750 The Game.